1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: All right, The Lake Show. You're on the Good Neighbor News Talk A 830 WCCO. That's what you're listening to right now. But our next guest, I love checking in on her show on Saturdays. Shaletta Brundage, host of the Shaletta Show right here on the uh, the Good Neighbor News Talk 830 WCCO. Um, I'm having her on right now because, first off, I haven't had Shaletta on the show in quite some time. And secondly, uh, with me missing her, I said, what better time to have her back on the show than on today, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., um, his holiday. And so Shaletta joins us now here on the show. And first off, Shaletta... Um, I hope that all is well. I see you've been traveling. You went down to Texas and all that, but I'm I'm happy that you're back home and uh, um, you're back on the show. How you been?
3: I'm good. I have some boot in for you. It is in the freezer. I will bring it by on Wednesday, so be looking for it.
2: All right. I'll see you on Wednesday because I'm gonna be here. You know, I got me a little I got me a show okay. to do before Wolves basketball. But um, yes. let, 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 let me let me start with this. Um. How do you feel on this day? Because I am somebody that um, I've always looked up to um, Martin Luther King Jr. He's one of the main reasons why I'm a Morehouse man, and I wanted to go to Morehouse College. But mm-hmm. I, but, I, but I also mm-hmm. I, I also look at Martin Luther King Jr. and how this country hated him when he was alive, and now that he has been long gone. You know, we've we've changed the narrative on how we we view Martin Luther King Jr. I guess some of us um, have changed that narrative and they and they've spun it just like they did with Muhammad Ali after so many years. But mm-hmm. when you think about Martin Luther mm-hmm. King Jr. today, how, how does this holiday make you feel?
3: You know, it reminds me that he had a dream, not just for himself, right? Um, not just so he could sell a million books and make his family rich and, you know, be a tenured professor at um, a prestigious university. He didn't just have a dream for his neighborhood and his city and his state, but he had a dream for this country. And, you know, it, it reminds me that when we start talking about the dreams that we have, are we dreaming for other people? are we dreaming for that little boy in North Minneapolis who was shot and killed in a stolen car? You know, how are our dreams impacting others? And and Dr. King was willing to die, not for a dream for just his family, but a dream for my family. And I wasn't even born yet. And, And so this day is a reminder to me that it is all of our responsibilities to um, create a new dream Mm -hmm. so that when we look at our vision board, when we look at our goals and the things that we want to do, it's not just impacting the people in our house, but the dreams that I have are going to make somebody's life better in another part of town. And, you know, we, we sit in Edina and Cottage Grove and Egan and Eden Prairie, and we have dreams for our children. But if we don't start dreaming for those little boys and girls in Rondo, and Frogtown and Camden, um, you know the dreams that we have for our kids are not going to come to pass because we, we have to make their lives better in order for our lives to be better too.
2: And and one of the things, and, and I'm so glad that you that you mentioned um, all of that because we should be doing things not just for our own um, you know families or our own colleagues mm-hmm. or just. Like, we should be thinking about others as well. And Dr. King thought about others. But one of the reasons why I still have a tough time with the people that try to, you know, make nice and act like they've always loved Dr. King is because he wasn't always loved. Let's just be be honest. He wasn't always loved. And and even so much in that people need to remember, remind themselves that back in 1983, that John McCain, Voted against establishing a national holiday in honor of Dr. Martin Luther King, and then years later will say, "Well, his 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 position evolved." Um, But to me, I just—I mean—I mean mean, that—that's kind of the easy thing to do, right? Is say your position evolved. That's easy. Yeah, yeah,
3: and um, it's—it's—you know—it's just what this country has traditionally done. I'm just so used to it. you know, you saw it with. Um, Dr. King, where well, they had the FBI on him, not only was the government making threats against his life, but, but but regular, common, everyday citizens, and nobody was there to protect him, his wife, and his young children. You know, this man um, sacrificed his life um, so that I can live wherever I want to live, so that you can work wherever you want to work, and so that we could say because we're in the business to talk whatever we want to say without coming out of our jobs and there'll be a mob ready to lynch us or burn across in our yards, you know. And, you know, and at the time they hated him because, you know, I saw Val- Valerie Jarrett today at the MLK breakfast, and she said there's a stranglehold on the establishment, on the status quo. And he put a stranglehold on the status quo, and they wanted things to be like they'd always been. And he mm-hmm. said, you know what, enough is enough. You know, And they didn't like that. Muhammad Ali did the same thing. We can get closer to home. Nellie Stone Johnson did the same thing. It should not have taken 30 years to get a statue of Nellie Stone Johnson in the Capitol. And there's still not a marker letting people know who she is and what she did. It's just a statue. Hell, that could be me. You know, pe- people don't like it when you tell them the way that things have always gone and the way that things have always been when it's benefited them and their families needs to change because they don't look around and see because they don't have a global world view of how things are going that their neighbor down the street is suffering. You know, if they're eating good, they don't care if anybody else is eating good. And that's just not the way Dr. King lived his life. And we need to use that as an example of the way that we live ours. I don't know what anybody has on their New Year's resolution, but I would rather you find a way to create change and make this state better than you lose five pounds. I'd rather you just eat the damn donut um, <laughs> and, and do something that's going to help Dr. Verna's girls in action or her husband, Brother Shane Price's, um, you know, mentoring program for young men. they sitting up here in North Minneapolis. And, and you know, people watching the news and they want to point fingers at the kids and say what they need to be doing and how they need to be doing it. But, you know, are you using your books and your bodies? your dollars and your dedicated time to make a difference, or are you just complaining? These kids are going to be your kids' um, coworkers. They're college roommates. They're going to be on the train together. And if you have not done your part to make life better, then shame on you because those kids need all of us.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm totally with you. So we're talking to Shaletta Brundage, host of the Shaletta Show on News Talk 830 WCCO Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., when you hear the name Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., what frustrates you about mm-hmm. society with regards to um, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. today?
3: Um, and I, I, guess, I,
2: I guess what I mean by that is you know, but, I, I, I'll put myself in. I, I'll answer myself and then let you follow up. I think one of the things that is frustrating to me is that um, for the majority. Okay, I say majority. Of Americans, we have minimized mm-hmm. his impact and what he was to the world in just a dream speech, and he was much bigger yeah. than a dream speech. People need to start talking mm-hmm. more about the, the the books that he wrote and what he had had to say in some of the other speeches that he made in churches and elsewhere. You know, go go out there and buy. Where do we go from here? and talk about all of that stuff. So so that, that's one of the things that frustrates me is I think a lot of times we try to minimize his impact and what he meant to the world into just one speech.
3: Well, okay, so there's a couple of things, and I'll, I'll touch on them briefly. One of the things that frustrates me is around this time of year, people who don't donate to the King Center, don't know anything about Dr. King, have never read his books, have never read his letters um, and um, don't know anything about his jail. family. Yep. yep. Uh, yeah. They don't know anything about his family. They are not donors. They've never even been to the King Center. They've never been to Morehouse College. They've never been to Atlanta. Like to tell people what Dr. King would think or do today. You know, and I've watched Bernie's King's timeline all day long, and she's pretty much been checking people, yep. uh, saying, hey, you know what you need to do? You need to stop talking about my father because you are not a donor to the King Center. You've never met my father, and you're saying what he would and wouldn't like. And there's a group of those type of people out there who around this time of year come out and say, Dr. King would not approve. Dr. King would not like this. You know, I can't believe you're doing this. What would Dr. King think somebody had the nerve to tell me that and and i had to remind them you know that there's a group of you who come out around this time every year who like to say oh okay you know dr king would not approve of what you're doing and doctor how would you know You know, what connection do you have to the King Center and the King family? How much time did you spend with Dr. King? If you were too young to have spent time with Dr. King, do you have a Ph.D. in Kingology? Have you met Bernice? Because he has children that you can spend time with, grandchildren as well, who are also freedom fighters. So please tell me um, how much time you spent volunteering at the King Center, how many of their fundraisers you've attended and donated to, zero. Well, then how do you know? Hey. What Dr. King was like. The other thing that frustrates me is mm-hmm. people forget that the last thing Dr. King was fighting for was financial equality.
2: I mentioned that you earlier know, in the show.
3: Yeah, yeah we are talking about voting rights. Yeah, oh my God, yeah. We're talking about voting rights and we're talking about, you know, lunch counters and sit-ins. But the last thing he was doing that really got people mad was he was saying, you know what, these are black men, they need to be in the union. If you're paying the white uh, 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 trash can workers $8 an hour, you need to be paying the black ones the same thing. They're doing the same job. Why the black men making $2 an hour less than the white men for for, uh, 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 picking up trash?
2: Shaletta, you know he said, hey, we coming for our check. And he started talking about that land. And and shortly after that, he was... He talking about that land
3: Mm -hmm. in North Carolina. Yes, he did. And and people don't talk about that. They don't talk about the fact that he was saying, we want our money, we want the same things that they get. And and so, you know, I'm always energized by that. I go back and listen to those speeches. And that's why, Henry, when I'm out in community and I'm bringing down those systems and I'm challenging people, I do so because... I'm modeling the behavior of Dr. King, and people tell me all the time, well, you can't, you shouldn't be a disruptor. Your business would make money without you being a disruptor. I, I tell them my business would not make a dollar if I was not a disruptor. Hey, Dr. I, King was a disruptor.
2: I said this earlier. It was about 40, a little bit less than an hour ago on Twitter. I said today is that day where those that every day scream that America needs to go back in time and stop being so, quote, woke are praising Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Y'all the same ones that if he was alive today would hate his guts. Am I wrong?
3: Mm. Uh I, I tell you what. They still hate him. They're just saying what needs to be said. They're putting the quotes out. They're putting out the pictures. They're doing the song and dance. They still don't like him. You know, you, when you have a position that strongly where you vote against something and you are on the record as saying so... Um, It is very difficult for me to believe that that position changes um, in your heart. What I believe is that position changes because the country has changed and you want to keep up. And and so this is what, um, you know, African-American, Latino, indigenous, Hmong people, Asian people, we just had to deal with this where, you know, you go to work and the people are kind to you and they're nice to you, but deep down they don't want you there you know yep. and and or you know you you go to a neighborhood and you buy a house and they may even bring you a pie but they don't really want you there. They have already voted against you being there, but since you're there and everybody wants you there, they have to play the game. Our LGBTQ brothers and sisters are dealing with it now. Yep. What people are saying, "Oh yes, we're going to march with you. We're going to go to the pride parade, but we really, we really we really don't don't like what you're doing. We I... really, you know, we're really against it."
2: Yeah. And, and I think I think one of the things that people need to understand is that even in the black community, there weren't people that 100 percent agreed with Dr. Martin Luther King's approach Um, because um, he was mm-hmm. he was unique and he was different. But at the same time, he had to meet with other black leaders and they had to get on the same page. He didn't always see eye to eye with Malcolm X and his stance. He sat and had conversations with Muhammad Ali. You know, um, and and, and when they emerged from those meetings, they would be asked about, you know, what they talked about and what they and he and they did not. (laughs) They did not talk about what they talked about in private. They said that, hey, we are both in a fight for human rights, even though there are certain things that Mm -hmm. we may not agree on belief wise.
3: Yeah. And, you know, that's something that we have not been able to um do here lately is agree to disagree mm-hmm. you know we can't come together and have two different opinions without um you know demonizing the other person you know it's like you have to believe in the same god we have to be the same religion sometimes we even have to be the same race the same political party why can't i as an african-american female independent be best friends with a white man who is a Republican? And still love each other and still disagree on some things, but hear each other out because there is a common good of wanting this country and the people who live in it to be better. Yep. right, to ha- yep. our children to have uh, a better opportunities for the next generation and even the generation after that. But but these, um you know, th- this country right now and, and this culture that we're living in right now, if you don't believe what I believe, if you don't feel how I feel about a certain thing, if you don't look how I look, if you don't go to church where I go to church, if you don't work where I work, you didn't graduate from college where I graduated from college, I'm going to demonize you and I don't want to hear anything you have to say, and I don't want, even want to understand your position, yeah. you know, and, and, and to the detriment of everything around us. And so at that point, you know, businesses can't grow, communities can't grow, uh, our infrastructure is shattered because we can't come together and talk and agree on the bill, or yeah. we can't come together and talk and agree on legislation. Um, and, and when that happens... Um, then, you know, everybody suffers.
2: Yep. Check her out Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. It's the Shaletta Show, and we are chatting with Shaletta Brundage right now. Uh, Wednesday, What well, anything special going on Wednesday that I need to know about before I see you?
3: Uh, Wednesday, I'm bringing you your in, but you know, I wasn't supposed to talk about this, oh, okay. but the Star Tribune is doing like this big blowout story on me. Oh, nice. And, uh, so I'm coming downtown to like, they, apparently they got some photo studio, so I'm going to come downtown and they're going to take some pictures for this, uh, this article that they've been working on for oh, like since last awesome. year, sometime. So I got to make sure I got my good girl on and get to the barbershop and do my Botox so hey. my wrinkles don't show. But, you know.
2: Long overdue, but, hey, much praise, much praise, and much love, much love.
3: I'll see you Wednesday. Oh, uh, I love y'all.
1: All right. Take All right. care.
3: Talk soon. That's
1: Shaletta Brunis joining us here on The Late Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what?